Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. I am back once again, your homeroom teacher advert, aka you may know me better as Andrew Nimsgren, but alongside me this week will be James Graham, aka Apothecary. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How about you? I want to be screaming about the movie right now instead of talking through this episode, <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest, but a certain co-host decided it'd be more important to go live his life, attend a wedding, and actually have friends than be here every single Saturday talking about my hero and doing back-to-back recordings. Who bails on a Saturday morning podcast? Who does that? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's not like it's at, like, 8 a.m. that we have to wake up or anything. Like, this, <laughs> like it is totally reasonable for you to be here every single week. So, Dylan, you're, you're fired from the show from here on out. Like, we'll get somebody else, dude. We'll get somebody who's committed. You're not dedicated. I mean, I definitely just skipped last night. Last <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, you're not dedicated. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> but, no, I'm doing good. The movie's fantastic. I'd love to hear everyone's opinions about that. Any questions you may have us and want to talk through. We're not doing the spoiler cast or anything like that today. We will be talking through the entire movie, hopefully sometime next week, hopefully before the next normal episode comes out. Um, so we'll talk through all that. That'll be coming up. We don't have an official date on that, but it'll release when we record it. So whenever yes. that happens, it happens. But outside of that, we don't really have too much for introductions or anything kind of like that. We'll jump through that. Just make sure to always tell your friends about podcast um we're doing great all the support you guys have shown us the first couple of months have been fantastic we got a couple episodes left this season and want to finish out strong so make sure to keep telling your friends about us leave the five star review blah 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 blah. it all means the world to us yeah and uh for anybody who doesn't follow us on twitter we, we actually recently tweeted that we are considered the number three my hero academia podcast um out of all of them according to feedspot so that's super cool we were pretty happy with that um so if you want more cool updates like that you can get us at uh, over on Twitter at popped underscore off. Um, or you can email us and talk to us about the show, about the movie, which will be, like, like Andrew said, we'll be talking about very soon, at uh, contact at poppedoff.com. So, yeah. James, are it. we three out of three? For what? For the like, rankings? We're the third by here. Are we three? Now. Are we three out of, like, no, no I don't know. There's, I don't think we, others. I think there's, I think, I think there was like, what, like five or six, I think? We're not the bottom of the list, but we're top five of a list, so that's all that matters. That's all but, that matters, dude, yeah. <laughs> What matters even more is a recap of this week's episode, which is titled Gold Tips Imperial, and this is episode 20 of season 4, with only four episodes remaining after this. It's coming to an end very, very soon. But the episode opens up with no classes, no internships, no provisional license exams, meaning that all of Class 1A is getting ready for the school festival. We see each of the three teams practicing or preparing for their dance, singing slash music and or effects. Mirio is trying to sneak up on the dancers in front of the class 1A dorm, but it is a scene and Eerie is alongside him. We learn that the principal gave permission for Eerie to come to the school festival, but due to her really limited experience around people, he wanted her to come and visit, wants to get used to UA and just being around a lot of people. Mineta is again a straight up perb, straight up saying, I can't wait to see how you look in 10 years. And the biggest concern is no one acknowledges this and slaps him for it. I was waiting. I was waiting for him to get like, 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 just smoked by somebody. Like, imagine if he gets smoked by Mirio. It would have been great. She's like eight. I don't even know in ten years if she's legal. Moneta, get yourself together. But Dylan would be here praising praising his boy this week. I know he would be. No, it, no. But everyone takes a break from practicing, so that Deku and Miri 
Mirio can take Eerie on a tour around UA, and that's pretty much what the remainder of the episode is. We go through a bunch of different things. First off, we run into a couple of students from Class 1B who we haven't really seen in a while. We learn that they will be doing a play for the school festival that is going to be a mix of Harry Potter, Romeo and Juliet, and Lord of the Rings, which will be titled Romeo and Juliet. Um, Was it The Prisoner of Azkaban, Return of the King? Yeah, it was a great, like, great title. Um, that's, that's something else. But yeah, we, so we catch up with them a little bit. Um, we learn a little bit about that there's going to be a school beauty pageant that we have not heard too much about, and Nintendo will be um, participating in that, which is also where we get the chance to catch up with Hado, who we haven't really seen much or really thought too much about this entire season, but we haven't seen her since the raid. We learned that she was last year's beauty pageant runner-up and that this year she wants to win it all. And we also see Amajiki is there taking pictures and helping her get ready and just kind of talk about how tough of the competition the pageant is going to be. And we see that Eri is clearly looking up to Hado. And Deku also can't say... Can't say boobs. Any yeah, boobs. And yeah. luckily, Mirio's body like, proportion, <laughs> which means the same thing, Mirio, just in a much more professional way. Ah, uh, God so love Mirio, man. You all the same. Yeah. We then head over to the support coast, of course, and catch up with Hatsume, who admits she doesn't shower, and also her creations continue to explode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, back in the cafeteria, Eerie still doesn't know how she's feeling about everything, but she's very curious about how everything will turn out because she sees so many people working hard. Can I get a short conversation with Principal Nezuko talking about how that's excitement? And we also learn that the police are going to be more involved than normal and the security has been pumped up because if even the false alarm goes off, UA is going to need to cancel the school festival. A week passes and Midoriya gets fired from the dance team because the effects team has scouted him, which is the nicest way of saying he can't dance. Basically, he is just going to carry Ariyama across the room from the ceiling as a disco ball. Not like there's not other people who can do that, but Deku just can't Deku dance. has to do it, yeah. Deku is continuing to, um, a little bit of time passes. So we see Deku going in and doing his morning training sessions where he's continuing to train and use his new pressure shot ability. He's struggling to get it down, and All Might isn't that much help because he pretty much just said, Oh, I can do all of this right away. Hatsume is testing her babies in the woods and runs into their training as they're learning it. And we learn that Deku has requested something from her that she's working on right away. She's going to be able to uh, make changes to one of her old babies that is going to allow it to be um, done much quicker. Um, this isn't spoiled in the movie, but for those of you that haven't seen the movie, you'll be learning about this very soon. But it just seems weird with the timeline. Yeah. Of learning about this item afterwards, but we'll talk about that after the rest of the recap. I mean, it's something new that is going to try to help the new pressure shot ability. Back in the dorm, we learned that Bakugo is just weighing in on the drum set, and everyone is in a great mood. They make a very big point of starting to drink some tea, named after the episode, which is Gold Tips Imperial, which is very high end that Momo got from her parents. Um, and everything is kind of continuing on just as is. Um, La Brava, I'm back at, um, Gentle Crinwall's house. He kind of monologues a little bit. We learn he hasn't had a tea break in over a week, which apparently is a big deal. And we see, um, kind of like how people aren't taking criminals too serious right now. And, um, still doing school festival during all this time. James kind of filled me in a lot on all of this. This whole remainder of the episode pretty much just monologuing, learning a lot more about Gentle Criminal's kind of motivations and the plan. He walks through step by step how he plans on infiltrating the school making sure to take a tea break where he's also going to be drinking that super high-end uh, tea, which is a 
incredibly important and taking a 90 minute tea break mm-hmm. um we learned a lot brava is a master hacker and that how she came to join gentle criminal is that she was one of the biggest fans right away and she hacked into his account to find his address and just walked up to the door and asked to join um gentle criminal's motivations is pretty much that he feels that um heroes just aren't ready right now especially young heroes and he wants to do things that kind of get these heroes ready for the next generation and take villains and just kind of everything that's happening in the world much more serious and that pretty much he's willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that his plan succeeds which we assume is going to start taking place next week um we can talk a little bit more about that end part because i know i really brushed through that you know a lot more yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into it once the uh, yeah once we kind of close up the recap but yeah, overall, I mean, that is kind of where the episode ends there. But overall, not my favorite episode of the season. Not because there wasn't any action or anything like that. But I just feel like usually in these slower episodes or just kind of episodes where it's world building, mm-hmm. we learn a couple of new facts. I feel like this is one of those episodes where we don't really learn much outside of Gentle Criminal's um, kind of motivations a little bit. And it's a, it's a catch-up episode. Not a I think, recap episode, but we just catch up with, oh, this is what they're doing, this is what they're doing. We haven't seen them in a couple episodes. We should give them some screen time. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like, we don't, yeah, because, like, I mean, like, yes, it's, like, they're using Eerie as the catalyst as a recap kind of thing, right? Because she's yeah. got to get, like, associated with the school and everything. But, yeah, like, we haven't seen Class 1B in ages. Um, really upset that we didn't get to see Kendo, because Kendo's, like, one of the best characters from that. Her and Tetsu Tetsu, so we got to see Tetsu Tetsu. And Mon- Mon- Monomo? Is that his name? The guy who's always a prick from that class? Oh, I don't know. I think he's just a prick from class one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So I was actually kind of interested to see how Eerie would respond to him because he's just constantly a dickhead the entire time. Um, but yeah, no. So we got we got to see them. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, again, like Eerie's just the catalyst for like a, for a catch-up catch episode. So it's not too bad. Um, yeah, which, don't get me wrong. I really like seeing everything. Like, I love... They're building out and really flushing out the school pageant. Yes, but yeah. I worry they're flushing it out a lot more than we're actually going to see. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I, like next week's episode, I don't think we're really going to see much of the school festival. So I feel like they're spending a lot of time on the build up. Like I really enjoyed seeing Class One B. I loved the reference to the play they're doing. I loved seeing Amajiki and Hado, and kind of seeing that relationship there and that whole scene and everything. I really enjoyed every little individual part. And even seeing Deku and All Might interact again and kind of working on the abilities and all that kind of stuff. Like, I really enjoyed every little individual part. But as a whole episode, it just felt lacking a little bit. Mm -hmm. And even if we would have had more time on Gentle and more flashbacks and learning more about how he got to this point, like, I feel like that would have helped. If we had more than three minutes of kind of a quick motivation, like, um, idea at the end of the episode, I would have liked this a lot more. But otherwise, I feel like a lot of this could have been really narrowed down and been a second half of an episode or a first half of an episode with more backstories or world building in the other half. Yeah, because what they keep, they constantly seem to do with with Gentle is they give him like the last like five to seven minutes of every episode, and that's like his portion, and then everything else is. And you didn't need to do that this week. You didn't like give the guy like after the transition from like after they do like the partway break, um, just give the rest of the episode to Gentle. Like I mean, give him the whole back end, right? And, like, the whole point of the All Might Deku kind of training thing was like, oh, yeah, he's still training, but also to introduce the idea that he requested a thing from Hatsume. Mm -hmm. Well, why didn't we just have the Hatsume thing 
at the support shop while she was talking to her. And yeah, then exactly. give Gentle another four minutes. Like I, I don't love Gentle as a character right now, but that's just because I haven't got enough screen time with him. And I kind of said this before the show. I was like, I will probably love Gentle as a character after we learn a lot more about him after next week's episode, mm-hmm. after we get more screen time with him. And everything he did up to this point, I'm going to look back on like, oh, I really like that. But yeah. right now, I just haven't got enough with him. And I think he can be a really cool character. And, and I like just the fangirl aesthetic of like La Brava right La now. Brava, like, yeah. I like La Brava's character better because it's more straightforward. I just feel mm. like Gentle's character needs more fleshed out. I don't need everything to be explained to me. I just want to interact with them more. Yeah. Or have them run into like a, another pro hero that we already know about and see how they interact. Like mm-hmm. just more. And I really and I really think next week's going to solve that for me. But I feel like three episodes of three minutes each of uh, Gentle Criminal just hasn't really been enough for me yet. And I really hope that this all is a payoff for me. Because, again, I really enjoyed each individual part. I loved seeing the catch-up parts of everyone. But I just feel like I wanted one more big thing from this episode, and it would have been on par with the rest of the season for me. Yeah, well, I can, they're, like unfortunately, they're kind of doing the character like you know an injustice like twofold because... You, as somebody who's not totally sold in the character yet, and need more fleshing out for him for you to really appreciate him, um, you know, it's just kind of shorting you that. And on my end, where I like initially already like Gentle, I like his aesthetic, I like what he's got going on. But again, I don't get to see enough of him, so it bums me out that I don't get to see more of him. Yeah, like on it both just ends of us. We want more Gentle. This exactly right for just different reasons, right? But yeah, like he's that's just the big bad villain who isn't really that big or bad, but he's a fun villain, and I think just having him. And that's kind of the problem with, like, UA's defenses being so hard, and now they're always on the UA grounds. So mm. it's not like he can really mess with them or anything and, like, kind of do little snippets and stuff like that. So, like, it's hard for him to interact with characters we know and kind of flush out and see how he really is as, like, a character without yeah. being, like, a big bad scheme. Yeah, because I, w- I really would like to see him interact with, like like, like you said, because that's actually a really neat idea. Like, see him interact with... Like Tommy Wood, Matt Lady, yeah. Death Arms, like a two-minute interaction with them look like, like yeah. how? Like I don't need to know what his quirk is, but just like, does he stand a chance at him? Like, is he a real? Like, is he strong, or is like those little heroes you picked off the other week just a bunch of like low-level like C-list, like, 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 yeah, exactly, right? Just like give us an idea. Of, yeah, I guess I just want a little bit more of an idea of like where he really fits into this, and I think I'm we got to you. About, yeah, well, you want to know. Yeah, well, not only that, but you want to know if you have to take him seriously or not, right? Yeah. Like, that's just it. Or right is now, he just comic relief. Like right now, he is just comic relief that I don't find that comical right now. Mm, right. It's kind of like how he's fitting in the episode. Like again, I love his aesthetic. I really think I'm going to love his character by the end of the season. But right now, like going through it episode by episode, we're just not doing it for what you. What I'm getting for him is not doing it for me yet. So I really want to, and I think I missed some of his motivation. So James, I want I want you to tell me, yeah. So yes. So motivations is to make heroes better. Well, so sort of like so. Labrava brings up the concern that she's like, "Hey, I don't like the fact that you're kind of you know bringing in these like you're 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 starting to screw with kids who have like a lot of bright futures, like heroes who are really like bright and stuff like that." And he basically says, "Like I'm doing this so they do have brighter futures." So I, like so I don't know what exactly that means. Like he's you know, maybe, like, testing them to make them stronger heroes in the end because he believes hero societies at a certain point, right? But, but like, Labrava basically says it's because you're anguished, right? He does think, like, you know, Gentle's whole, his whole shtick is he punishes people who were ungentlemanly, right? That's his, that's his big motivator, right? So, 
I don't know how that plays into him motivating students to be better heroes. Um, but I'm sure we're again like we don't know anything really. Like we 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 really are getting dick all. We know he's not good with technology. We found that out. He's in a boomer. <laughs> he's a boomer. Yeah, but we don't actually know how old he is. We don't because in the closing credits you see him holding the pot, right? And you don't actually know where in the timeline he is. But then again, we do see All Might when he's young. We see Hawks when he's young. We see um, Toga when she's with like her other students. We see a young Todoroki. So those pictures don't really give a real time indicator of like how much time has passed, which is kind of bums me out because I figure like if the picture's more worn out, it should indicate how old it is. So you have a better idea of how how old everybody is. So you don't really know how old Gentle is, especially with anime. Characters have gray hair when they're like kids, right? So yeah, like Brava could be eight or twenty-three. Yeah, I, exactly. We don't know what the timeline is with Brava either, right? They gave her boob physics, so clearly she's not that young, right? Like I mean. So nah, this is anime we're talking. About. <laughs> is it right? So I mean, like, there's like the two of them. Like, I mean, again, we don't really know dick all about them, right? We don't even know how long Lebrava's been a sidekick, right? Like, we, I think, I think it's like been months, I think. But and again, uh, and I'm not saying like I don't, I don't need like a full episode like giving us every single detail. No, 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 no. I no. just need more details, is what I want right now. I just want to care more about it because right now I am still more interested in the giant. Uh, Giantus or whatever the heck the character we were introduced to for thirty seconds, six episodes ago. I oh, the giant guy in the woods. About, yeah, yeah. I care more about what happens with him than I do about Gentle right now, which is not good with the amount of screen time, the comparison they've got. Mm-hmm. But right now, the giant guy in the woods that is destroying mountains is so much scarier and feels like a bigger threat, even though he's in the mountains away from town, than Gentle is. And I haven't known nothing about that character. Yeah, and I think that's just yeah. I I just haven't loved how they love of Carrie Gentle so far, and I hope this next episode, where spoiler, he's going to interact with Deku, is going <laughs> to give us a lot more insight into his character without reading the manga or anything like that. Yeah, so like I mean, I think and the big thing is too, and I think a, a, like a, a good solution for like how if we like how real of a threat Gentle should be is. Like, we don't really know what his quirk does. We don't really know. Like, with Stain, we didn't really need to know because he was killing people, right? So, or, like, gravely injuring them like he'd his brother. Um, with Shigaraki, he just looked super menacing. So you knew he was, like, the real deal, right? And he had the Nomus and all that shit. Um, so pretty much every other villain had, like, this immediate thing that you're like, holy shit. Like, the guy in the woods is a massive unit right like i mean he's huge so like i mean that makes it big enough right but we we only know that um gentle the wannabe youtuber that's all we know that's all we he's a content creator he's us he has a somewhat powerful quirk that can make buildings like shake he distorts combat he distorts objects because he distorted the ground when him and labrava jumped so we know he can oh, not only true. do it, right? So he can't, not only does it to himself, but he can put it on other stuff. He distorted the shit out of the, uh, the convenience store. But we don't really know how effective that is because that's literally what he's trying to sell, too, is that you don't know how powerful he is, right? So, I mean, I can appreciate that, that they're really trying to make the character, you know, true to his nature about basically not only for his audience but the audience of my hero as well, right? But it, it is, it's shafting the character as well, right? Like, it's not doing us as viewers any justice because we're like fuck like what does he do right like what like how effective is he right so but i love his inner like i love his relationship with labrava it's like his first actual fan 
and she's immediately as a sidekick. Their relationship is adorable. I'm a big fan of it. I'm really, I, I really do like that. That is the star of the whole gentle arc. Is that I love their relationship. Yeah, they're both they're both super into each other, and they're both they're bo- like each other's best motivator. And yeah, gentle's a boomer who doesn't know how to use technology. I love I love the little scene being like, well, I locked it. You gotta like right click because he's like sitting there trying to get in and he can't. So yeah, no, like I mean, like again, like I totally agree that gentle yeah, probably like, there needs- is good parts. Like I'm mm. not saying I hate the character as a whole. It's just out of every villain or like kind of major side character, he's the one I've, I like. I care more about La Brava right now. I just yeah. want more. Yeah, I, I, I like, and I don't know if the T thing actually works into his quirk, works into like his power scaling, or it's just an aesthetic thing because he's a gentleman, right? Like, I don't know yeah. what this whole thing is, but like, I mean, he keeps hinting at tea time being like a very crucial thing, so I feel like that might play into his character. Again, the the teapot's been fucking everywhere, so I mean, like, we'll we'll kind of see where where that kind of falls out. But yeah, I think I think we kind of. Beat, beat the episode apart a fair bit like i mean yeah it's basically we didn't need as much of a recap as we got but we got it through it was eerie fun. it was fun it was fun yeah but there could have been uh, yeah i think we both agree it's a fun episode it was really great to see everyone we both just wanted something a little more rather it was deku getting down even the air pressure thing or getting that mm. tool yeah. this week like oh hey it's been a week hospital made this in the background and we see deku starting to play around with that well, that's really cool because we can start saying like, "Oh, what does this open up for Deku?" Or yeah, well, we like I mean, about gentle, or we learn like there are just some, or like, or get a little bit more of an insight of like how Mirio's really doing being back on school. Mm-hmm. But like, because they made it mention to him like Mirio's been gone for a while and he came back. Everybody thinks kid. he has a kid now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. How is he? How is Mirio doing back on you? Mm-hmm. Like for the well, first time in a while. Like I think there are so many little things that if we just gave them an extra three minutes and like. Make actually something a focal point. Building, I think this would have been one of my m- more favorite kind of like. Um, well, the thing is, life, the thing is, the, yeah, because the thing is too, like for you and I to sit here and kind of like talk about the episode. There's a bunch of shit that you and I haven't even talked about. Uh, the print, like the the police approaching the school. Uh, midnight actually being super serious and not like kind of like you know sit seductive all the time now mind you there's a kid present but i feel like that wouldn't stop her from hitting on mirio no, not at all. um yeah exactly right so we actually got to see her being serious but we just got so much little one things here and there that it's kind of it's kind of hard to like appreciate everything that kind of happened all at once right yeah so and then especially for me it's 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 a bad way to be talking through episodes but i'm like there's four episodes left i'm worried how a lot of this kind of flushes out mm. like if all this build-up's worth it and I, people have said this arc is amazing and that people will be so caught off guard by the end of it. But I'm like, I, I hope that's true. Yeah. Like, I hope that the TV, like, the anime has always done a great job compared to the manga. I've read the first couple seasons worth of manga. I haven't got up to where we are now in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's always done a really good job. But I'm like, well, maybe this is where it doesn't match Where it up. doesn't, yeah. Because, yeah, right now, it's just, it's just not, these last couple episodes just haven't clicked for me overall. And it's one of my least, it's one of my lesser arcs kind of after the overhaul I, and even the overhaul arc was fine but it's just yeah this this hasn't clicked with me as, as much as i wanted to as much as i love the individual one is i'm getting more in the characters and caring more about certain things here and there and the world building i care about more than ever mm-hmm. but the overall story story hasn't yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I wouldn't. I'm not quite there yet. I want to see how it kind of concludes. Yeah, before well, I, I start, too, and I know right? definitely do that before I I make judgments on anything. But yeah, I'm like I hope these next four episodes they don't have to be action packed. Mm-hmm. I just hope all the setup ends up being worth. It. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So yeah, let's talk about next week's episode, seeing as it was like a big a big draw for you and I this week. So <laughs> yeah, well yeah, pretty much yeah. The preview for next week is going to be gentle versus. Uh, no, Deku versus Gentle Criminal. There you go. Pretty much, it's the day of the school festival, finally. Um, and Deku had to run out early in the morning and get supplies, where he runs into a badly disguised La Brava and Gentle Criminal, who is just coming out of the little cafe that they talked about was so important in the plan, because that is where they're going to be drinking the tea. Gentle apparently looks like he wants to kill Deku because he is going to ruin the aftertaste of the tea. And we don't learn too much else. It's literally titled Deku versus Gentle Criminal. So we'll see if there's an actual fight. But pretty much there is some kind of showdown between these two. Deku see and kind of picks up onto who he is. And I don't know. I think next week's going to be... I don't think next week's going to be a fight. I don't think that's what they mean by Deku versus Gentle Criminal. But I don't I think th- so either. I think, next week's going to be, I think next week's going to be the episode we want. We just complained about how we want an episode flushing it out and giving a lot of answers we're probably gonna I get it next week is going to be that and i wish it was this week so yeah all the complaining is gonna go to the side but yeah i we don't get too much i i i'm happy the school festival is kind of here and i'm glad because if we had to do another episode before the school festival it would have been like oh, all right come on but now it's gonna be four episodes of the school festival and criminal yeah, and so, like, I mean, they're, they're nice that they're kind of running side by side. Um, I'm really happy that we actually get to see, like, serious, serious Gentle Criminal. Because, like, I mean, yeah. th- this T thing seems to be a big thing for him. So, I'm excited to see how well, he gets... Well, we assume. I mean, you could always yeah. do one shot. And, like, we don't actually know how... Like, that's the thing. Like, oh, we saw one shot of him looking like he's going to kill Deku. Well, maybe he's just joking around. Like, I could see I, that. Uh, yeah, like, I know. not actually being a threat. He's like... Oh no! It's like oh no! I'm actually kidding. Like oh my! Yeah. I'll just go he jumps right back to being like you know his normal self, kind of yeah, like, like uh, kind oh, of like you're a fan. Like you know who I am. Like great. Like yeah. go subscribe. Like I could see him doing that 180 after being mad and like actually not having a face off. Like it's actually just kind of like that's like a clickbait kind of clickbait. <laughs> God man, this is this is too much of this is around like YouTube culture. But like yeah, I could totally see it too. Like Deku's clearly pissed off, but Deku gets pissed off over everything. He's an, well, he's he's not, a, and Deku's not even pissed off. He never gets really pissed off. It's just like, well, like I mean, oh, but he recognized who you are. But like Deku even kind of realized, like, yeah, not many people really like Gentle Criminal. Like, no one really takes him that serious. Like, he literally said that after watching the the video. Well, I mean, like, if you look at like the the down boats, like, there's a ton, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, but so yeah, no, like, I don't think Deku's gonna fight him on the spot. Like, oh, you are a criminal. I have to fight you to the death right now. Like, no, that's not Deku either. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he knows he's going to screw with the school, right? He knows he, like, like that much we find out gets established in the episode. So sure. Deku, Deku's going to react to that, um, probably trying to warn Principal Nezu, I'm assuming, maybe. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how the interaction goes because Gentle's interactions have only been isolated to La Brava and the unknown, unknown characters, right? Yeah. So. And that's where they are. And I think that's why next week's going to be the episode that really clicks for me and just kind of gives us what I want. Because it's going to be the first chance where we see how a gentle criminal interacts with people we actually give a shit about. And I yeah, exactly. think that's the thing that's missing, and I think that's why next week's going to be great. I agree. Yeah, looking forward to it. And we but, have Dylan back, too. Yeah, we'll have Dylan back. And we'll be finally be able to talk about the movie 
which is literally spoils multiple things from this episode and that we could have talked about if we didn't literally know how they already turned out. Yeah, seriously. So I apologize if we kind of did not talk about some things, but there's a reason we'll dive into that next week, and I apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about the movie. With that, that leaves one final thing for us to dive into, and that is going to be this week's Plus Ultra Recipient. Where each and every week we decide on one hero, villain, side character, whatever you want to classify them as, that went plus ultra that we believe deserves some kind of recognition. And since I did Deterrence last week, I guess I will lead, even there though I don't have a clear front runner. You don't have a clear front runner? No. I, it, it's going to be a week. I mean, we got time. And it's just you and me. And I want to <laughs> talk through it. Okay. okay I want, want to, to say Eerie. You but want she to say didn't eerie? really do anything. She did dick, dude. She was the catalyst for the recap. That was it. But first off, that's a big thing. Okay. But also, like, you can see she's trying and that she's admiring everyone getting excited and she's starting to look up to people and, like, she's starting to save herself. Like, she's coming out of that shell that, I don't know. I don't love it. Like, who, if you, you do you have a vote? Like, I said, I'm going to go do. first, but I don't have a vote. Oh yeah, I do. I think honestly, stepdaddy Mirio, <laughs> like stepdaddy Mirio, okay. he because he's literally like he's literally because he's been you know like he doesn't have a power anymore. He's been out of school. He's literally just taken this kid and like kind of made her his own, right? He's literally her mentor. He because I mean even after Deku fucks off and does his own thing, like she he stays with her, right? Like I mean, just because we don't see the screen time, we know that Mirio is basically like her guardian more or less, right? And, you know, he takes this very damaged, very unsocialized kid into a school and basically protects her. Yes, Deku was there, but Deku, as we've learned, is totally useless at, at, at like, comforting people, for the most part. He's gotten, he, get, he gets better, but I mean, like, in, like, in comparison to Mirio, Mirio dwarfs him in that. Because, the, I, I think, again, Mirio is older, he's more experienced, you know, he's actually got some... Like, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's got more life experience because Deku's been through the ringer. But, I mean, like, um, yeah, I think Mirio's just a better, like, a better guardian slash mentor. And I think he does a great job in this. So, that's why I'm giving it to Mirio. And where plus, I always... Go plus, ahead. he saved Deku from probably a sexual harassment filing. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. he's he, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's just an all-around great character, dude. I love Mirio. I think uh, I think him losing his his powers has just made like made me appreciate the character so much more because he kind of remains the same. So, you know what he sold me. There you go. I'm on board too. Like I think the Mirio and Eerie thing are kind of various one and the other. And like I love seeing Eerie starting to come out of her shell and interacting with people and getting excited. But a lot of that is because of all the time and effort Mirio's putting into taking care of her and being with her and walking her through all this. So what I what I wanted to pick out around eerie is happening because of mirio and that yeah. wouldn't be happening if mirio wasn't around so i agree with that because yeah i really i love eerie as a character and just kind of the like even though she is safe now she's still damaged and going through and that just because you're not in an abusive environment anymore doesn't mean you're actually great like i love that kind of arc but you get over that by having someone there to help you through it and mirio is that person that's coming out on that side of eerie so i agree with that i don't have anything else to add on you there we go. Perfect. But 
I'm on board. Mirio all the way. Even though we're picking Mirio as much as we've ever picked Deku. So you and like Dylan cannot judge me anymore for ever picking Deku. Because Mirio is just as much a main character. Okay, you know? Mirio's not a main character anymore he since is, he lost his power. Since he lost his power, he's not he's not busted anymore. And he let me still has more screen time than probably half of Class 1A in all four seasons. Listen, let me tell you, anytime I get a chance to pick Choji, I pick Choji. So but I haven't had a chance, like in ages. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take Mirio right now. He's the closest thing I get to a side character. I agree. But with that. We'll be wrapping up this week's episode. Unless you have anything else to talk about, James? Uh, no. I think we I think we capped it off pretty good. I know we bitched a lot about this episode, but I think yeah. we, we covered what we had to. I agree. I agree. And again, if we're ever negative, it's not because we absolutely hated the episode. It's because we love this show so much that we have higher expectations for it, which isn't fair to the show. Because this was still a good episode. It's not a mm-hmm. bad episode. It's just like, hey, it would have been cool if we got one more thing here and there. Yeah. But... That's here and there. It's thank you all so much for attending this week's class. Next week, we'll more than likely have two episodes. We haven't finalized that yet. Again, follow us on Twitter. That's where you'll learn about that. You follow poppedoff.com, twitter.com slash popped underscore off. You'll learn when we'll be doing our Heroes Rising movie review, which will be going on the same timeline. You'll see it pop up on the podcast feed, so do not worry. But we will be back next Saturday 100%. Yeah, and let all your friends know about the Class 1A podcast. Like we mentioned prior to this episode starting, we, you know, are gaining some notoriety or, you know, some some popularity. So we would love to keep that train going. Um, let your friends know. Listen on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, which I've discovered is recently actually a thing. Um, yeah, wherever you want to. And if you can, leave a five-star review. With that... Class is dismissed. We will all see you back here next week.